0: Welcome to Reignite Church. Glad to see everybody in pink. I'm not the only guy in pink this morning, so good to see that. Welcome to Reignite. We have a simple philosophy, love is the way we serve, but our mission is to reignite love for God and love for community and love for all through service, and that's what we're striving here to do. So that's why we, we smile, we hug, we high-five, we greet, we give a good game. Well, we don't do that, huh? <laughs> oh, man. But um, So we're in the fifth part of our sixth part series called Redefined. So we're asking God to um, show us areas in our lives and for him to redefine areas in our lives that will make us more like him. All right. If you haven't got the message, guys, can you get me down? I'm, I'm hearing myself in the monitors a little, little high this morning. But uh, um, so we're asking um, God to do that in us. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's much better. Um, and if you haven't gotten all the messages, you can go online and get them. You can look on the church app and get them. You can go to the YouTube channel. Did y'all know we have a YouTube, a YouTube channel? Man, folks have been working hard to get some stuff established. We have a YouTube channel, you can see the messages. So you can see some and hear some on there as well. Um, but anyway, I'm ready to share if you're ready to listen. Y'all ready to listen? Yes, all right. Bear with your boy. It was in 1980, a song was released by country recording artist, Johnny Lee. But critics trashed the song and said that his song was watered down cowboy music. (laughs) Yeah. But when, when, when co-star John Travolta expressed, he liked the song, one man made a difference. The song was featured then after John Tavolta uh, took a liking to the song. The song was featured in the movie Urban Cowboy, and it all of a sudden rose to number one on the country charts. Yeah, the song went a little something like this. I'll do my best to give you all my deep voice. <laughs> I spent a lifetime looking for you. Single bars and good time lovers were never true. Playing a fool's game, hoping to win. Telling those sweet lies and losing again. Help me out. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Where's my lyrics? Looking for love in too many faces, searching the eyes, looking for traces of what I'm dreaming of, hoping to find a friend and a lover. I bless the day I discover another heart. Looking for love, yeah, in the church, in the church. <laughs> The song is called Looking for Love. Looking for love. I know you're wondering, Pastor, where you going with this? (laughs) What in the world? (laughs) But I submit to you that most of us, many of us, have spent the whole of our lives looking for what God already has. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And many of us have exposed ourselves and others to broken ideas of love. And because of this, we've experimented where there should have been an experience. Oh, man, I'm preaching already. I said we've experimented on people where there should have been an experience with people. Yeah, yeah, working, working, without knowing God's love, all we've done, all we've done was experiment with people. That's all we've done. Before you knew God, it was an experiment on them with you and you with them. Yeah, and as a result, many people were wounded, and many, many people have become guarded, and walls have went up. And I want to give a disclaimer. This message isn't for everybody. This message is for everyone only if you had first had an experiment with love before you had an experience. Yeah. But God loves us too much to leave us like that. To leave us in a broken state of love. So in our text today, Paul prays that the church of old and new believers would, have a, would be empowered with a knowledge of God, and that they, they would have an inner strength. But not, all, not only that, but he prays that, that the church would also have a progression of the experience of God's love. And so if you'll meet me in Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3, verse 16, it'll be on the screen. We'll dive into Paul's prayer as we peek in from a peripheral Verse 16, Ephesians 3 16 says, Paul says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resource, he would empower you. Y'all see it with inner strength through his spirit. Y'all know inner strength is just as real as physical strength. Okay? we, We need strength to forgive what we what we what we didn't know. Before we knew what we now know, Amen. I'll say that again. We need strength. We need inner strength to, to forgive what we didn't know before we knew what we now know. Have y'all ever been looking in the wrong places? Oh, man. I'm going to preach to the perfect people that don't want to wake up and say nothing this morning. Verse 17. Then Christ, after you have the strength, then Christ will make His home in your hearts. Where is His home? Heart. After you've been powered, where is His home? In your heart. As you trust Him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Yeah, when when we're feeling weak, that means we our roots aren't going very deep. Yeah. Verse eighteen. And may you have the power to understand. Y'all see it? The power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. Nothing measures, nothing measures up to God. I'm so glad that Paul gives us the dimensions of love because we think that love is is exhaustible, but it's not. Not concerning God. His love is inexhaustible. how wide. How long, how high, how deep? Nothing measures up to God. Verse 19, our final verse. Paul says, may you experience the love of Christ. Y'all see that? That you may experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, and we know that, then you will be made complete with all of the fullness of life and power that comes from God. In other words, Jesus gives us a full experience of God's love. So in case you haven't guessed it, I want to speak to you today about what it means to be defined by love. To be defined by love. There's no need to look for love, church, because love looks for you. Yeah, love looks for you. Judd White said, God isn't tolerating you, He's pursuing you. And I found scripture for that. There's this truth for that. I found that in scriptures in, in, the third, in the 23rd Psalm, there's proof of that evidence that God pursues you. He's not, to, he's not tolerating me. He's, he's searching for me. He's looking for me. In and, and Psalms 23, we'll get there in a second, but before you ever knew your purpose, God was in pursuit. Psalms 23 begins with, the Lord is my shepherd. Y'all are familiar with that. But I found something interesting because there's only six verses And the sixth verse says, surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. God's love is not passive. It's unfailing and it's relentless. And his goodness and unfailing love pursues us. How long? All the days of our lives, his love pursues us. That means that when you ignore him, his love pursues you, pursues you. And when you take him for granted, his love pursues you, that when you turn your back on him, his love still pursues you. When you turn away from him, when you don't deserve it, his love pursues you. When you no longer trust him, his love still pursues you. <laughs> so the text is attempting to clarify. That God, the God who pursues is also the God who empowers for you to know his love. Yeah. So Paul prays to the church in Ephesus that he would, that we would be, that they would be, that we all would be rooted and grounded in the understanding of God's love. And that's so needed today because the very one that gives us our help is the very one that we walk out on first. Oh, that we love them, though. Um, but the church in Ephesus was exposed to wrong teachings, and they were exposed to distorted perceptions. And I wonder, have you ever had wrong teaching that you were exposed to? Yeah. Girl, nobody ever loved you like I do. Have you ever been exposed to wrong teaching? Hmm. Have you ever been exposed to distorted perceptions? Mm, It felt so good. It had to be God. Distorted perceptions. Ah, I know I'm preaching better than y'all were responding. (laughs) Distorted perceptions, to to define it for you, make it simple. Distorted perceptions happen when our idea doesn't match our reality. Like when we say we love God. We say we love God. But making him a priority really is inconvenient. Uh, I know I wasn't going to get too many amens on that. But to be honest, is there anything you're more committed to than God? Be honest with him. Is there anything you're more committed to than him? I mean, you could be committed to a lot of things. There's nothing wrong with commitment. But is there anything in our hearts that's more committed to him? I was talking to someone extremely busy, extremely successful, and I was talking to him. I was like, hey, man, bro, how do you get it all in? And he said, it's easy. I'm committed to it. <laughs> I knew the answer, but to see him say that, I was like, oh, oh okay, okay, he's, he's on to something. And also, our ideas don't match our reality when, when we say we love God, but really we're in pursuit to please others. Mm. man man who do you please the most i love buying stuff for this girl i got an amazon account i'm always looking for stuff i'm always trying to do stuff but tiffany is not about stuff she's not about things i can buy her the nicest car i can buy her the nicest house it won't matter um but it 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 pleases me to please her Let, let, let me let me tell you the other side of that when, 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 I'm, when I'm trying to do things for God, it pleases me because there's nothing I can do to God. There's nothing I can purchase. There's nothing I can present to him other than myself. There's nothing that I can give him that, that, that he's going to say, oh, that, that impressed me. But it, but it pleases my heart. It pleases my heart. It gives me joy to let him know that I'm pleasing him when I'm worshiping him, when I'm, when I'm in his presence, when I'm sacrificing my time, when I'm showing him that, God, I really love you above all other things. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my Roddy at home, my dog. But there's, there's nothing that surpasses my love for God, nothing. And I need to let him know that he, he knows my heart. <sighs> but pleasing people, pleasing people isn't our purpose. Persuading them of his love is, <laughs> Pastor. I came just for that this morning. I came just for that. Colossians three twenty three says, "Work whatever you do as though you're working for the Lord rather than people." That's for free. Yeah. So if I persuade you with God's, if I if I persuade God with 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 love, if I, if I if I show him. him my dedication my love I believe I'll please you in the process yeah because I can't please the church there's too many of y'all but if I please him (laughs) I think you'll be okay with your boy (laughs) I'm trying to get him first and you're a second but it's a distorted perception and distorted perceptions lead to the end of the road and when we come to the end of the road unhappiness is there Many of us have come to the end of the road of, of distorted perceptions and found ourselves seated in the seat of unhappiness. Yeah. Why is this important, church? I'm glad you asked. Because without a real experience, without a real experience of loving our hearts, broken people break people. Yeah. And they re- we really don't need any explanation for that. <laughs> but bless people. Bless people. Yeah, let me explain that. I said bless people. Bless people. Bless people. Build people by loving them to Christ, which builds love in the process. And I thought I'd give y'all an illustration, y'all. You know, I'm always trying to find ways to make, make the message simple. And it's getting harder and harder to, to let y'all know what I'm, what I'm talking about. But... Um, I thought I I built me some. Y'all like the bag? George gave that for me a while back. I thought I'd give y'all some. Is that all the blocks? See, um, many of us. I said bless people, bless people, right? But many many of us start off our lives like this. We're we're all scattered and, and we don't know we don't know um, what we're doing and and we're we're. Some of us are breaking people. We're, we're in sin and we're, we're in shame and we're, we're just doing what we can do. And, and, uh, and we're wondering, where, you know, how we, how we get things done. Uh, we, we all start off just like this, scattered and broken. But then we are to come together and start off with an experience of Christ. And with that experience of Christ, we, we find ourselves building with others building our lives first but then we start building and we started coming together with things that that didn't make sense before didn't make sense before and we start recognizing they make sense now because I got like minded people around and then we start coming together as a community with people that love us and the people that are, that are called to the same purpose that we're called to. And, 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 and we find that what we started off doing and, and, and became, was a mess and, and scattered becomes, becomes some kind of an organization. It come, becomes some kind of a body. And, and what we did in the beginning is now becoming a blessing. So we're building blessed people, bless people. So as we build things, we, we start reading our Bible more. We, we start praying more. We start committing ourselves to church. We start committing ourselves to service in the, in the Lord's house. And we start committing ourselves to the things that we know that he's calling us to do. We're sensitive to his spirit. And next thing you know, with bless people, bless people, when we start coming together with things that become something of a standard. And I know that y'all can't see all this right here. But at the bottom of this group of believers, at the bottom, at the bottom of this, at the bottom of this building block, thank you. At the bottom of this building block, well, it'll be on the screen for you. At the foundation of everything we're doing is love. Do y'all see it? Bless people. Bless people. And it must be love that we build upon. I said it must be love that we build upon. Yeah. We started to reach people here in Virginia Beach from the school with this in mind. With the, with the, with the idea that broken people with broken ideas of love would come. And we started this church hoping that God would meet us here to present his love. We started this church with the people in mind that would come with broken ideas that was looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah. And our mission was to reach those that are hurting and those that were were unhappy. And that's why we, we formed this. Because they were searching for the authentic love of God. And that's where you and I come in here. In John 13, 34, 35, that's our founding verse. Y'all know it. Many should know it by heart. A new commandment I give you. This is what Jesus tells his disciples on his way back to heaven. You know, all of... all. If anyone who, who followed Jesus, if anyone who was a Jew that was a practicing Jew at the time, they all, knew the, they all knew all the way back to the Torah, they all knew that the first commandment was to love God. And so this was nothing new. But Jesus is saying, hey, I'm giving you something new. When you read your Bible, you should ask, why is he saying that? Why is this there? And so Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you. He's getting their attention. He did this after he washed their feet. pastor why do you get so sweaty sometimes before you speak because I'm trying to help I'm trying to serve and at one point there'll be enough of us where I don't have to do it so much but I don't mind washing feet I don't, want, I don't mind so he gets their attention after washing the feet and he says A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another just as I have loved you you also ought to love one another And then the next verse he says by this all people will know all everybody say all all of Virginia Beach will know all of Tidewater will know that you are mine that you are my disciples if everybody say if if you have love one for the other Um, so Jesus says to his disciples and John writes and pens for reignite on parchment that love must be identifiable so we're required to build a community of love and God is resolved to build an identity of love That's good stuff. But don't let that stress you out. God is more than qualified to handle you. God is. God is love. Everybody say, God is love. God is love. love. That's just not what he does. That's who he is. Mm. It's who he is. And he specializes, this is what I love, he specializes in broken hearts yes he does it says in psalm 147 3 that he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds god is in the process of building one heart at a time jason can you come up here chanchelle can you come up here tiffany can you come up here real quick real quick real quick god is in the process of building one heart at a time, and his, and his approach, he has, he has a holistic approach to doing this, that we would have an experience. So what he does is he starts off with one, and he builds community with two. Yeah, he has a holistic approach. And then that two turns to three, and that three turns to four. And next, next thing you know, everyone is identifying what is it about them that hearts seem to burn with a passion for God. How, how should they love me like they do? How should they, how, how do they do what they do for Christ? It's because of love. We're not special. I feel special sometimes. <laughs> not that kind of special. <laughs> but it's the love. He's in the process of taking this broken heart, combining it to this broken heart, and taking this broken heart, And this distorted idea of love and broken heart and combine it to make it look like a community. And where there's community, he's in the presence because he loves community. Amen. Y'all can have your seat. Thank you. Thank you. And then what binds us, when when we love like that, what binds us redefines us. Woo. Ah. Uh, (laughs) I I, want to give you this, and then we're out of here. I know this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but physicians say when cancer gets into the marrow of the bone, it affects the blood, which makes it nearly impossible to stop. Right? And when the blood of Jesus is operating in a person's life, it's nearly impossible for God's love, for God's impact to be ineffective in the same way with you and with others. I said when the blood of Jesus is infused into your life, it's impossible for people not to notice. It's impossible for people not to be affected. It's impossible for homes not to change with love. It's impossible for churches to be the same. It's impossible. The blood of Jesus penetrates It not just covers, it penetrates that we may feel his love. When we're looking for love, all it takes is the right one to like it and love it. All it takes is the right one. And then you'll go to number one. Yeah, it just takes the right one. It's not that he first loved us. And it's not that that we love him. It's that he first loved us. That's, that's the qualifier. I, I'm so glad because I would be disqualified if I had to get it right before he got it to me. He first loved us and gave me the capacity. He empowered, Paul says, he empowered me to love him and that I will spend the whole of my life searching how deep, how wide, how long, how high his love is for me. And then I will move from my experiments with people because I move into the experience with Him. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Who wants an experience? Would you stand to your feet? If you want to experience God's love, what I love about Him, His blessings are new every morning. New every morning. If you want an experience, I want you to acknowledge that right now. I'm not going to ask you to bow your heads right now. But if you want a fresh experience of God's love, just raise your hand. I'm not ashamed to have my hand up first. Yeah, I'm a pastor, but I told you I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm being perfected. I'm not perfect. I need him. I need him every day of my life. Lord, give me a fresh new experience of your love so I don't mess it up. Give me a fresh experience, Lord. Lord, give me a fresh experience so I can leave my home. Give me a fresh experience of your love. I don't want to be in myself. I don't want to be in my feelings. Give me a fresh dose of your love, Lord. Lord, you see the hands. Would you close your eyes? Would you, you see the hands, Lord? Would you, would, you, would, you bless, would you bless the hands that raised in obedience today that we would have a fresh experience, Lord, of your love? And with every head bowed, with every eye closed, you may put your hands down now, put your hands down. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Is there anyone here today? Is there anyone here today that never knew God, never knew all you've done is experiment. Don't be embarrassed about that. That's how I started off. That's how the person next to you started off. All we did was experiment. And people experimented on us. But it's his experience that makes the difference. So in a minute, I'm going to pray. And if you've said this prayer for the first time, or you rededicate to say say this prayer for the first time, I want you to raise your hand at the end. Simple prayer. It says, Lord, let's say it together. Lord, I believe in your son. I accept his blood that covers my sins that gives me a new experience in you. Record my name in the Lamb's book of life that I may make heaven my home today. I've decided and I'm not going to be persuaded. I've decided and I'm not going to be persuaded to love you to the best of my ability. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Still, if you said that. For-